Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome back to season three of Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. Hope you all had a great month. In this season, we're going to answer some practical questions for pharmacy students and early career pharmacists. From creating CVs to preparing for interviews, applying for pharmacy positions to preparing for pharmacy ownership. In this season, we have again invited pharmacy industry leaders to share their success stories and experience with us to help you creating a successful pharmacy career. Today, I have invited Rihanna, President of the Queensland Pharmacy Student Society, QPSA, outgoing NAPSA treasurer and third-year pharmacy student to join our show. Rihanna has been very active in student leadership roles locally and nationally, advocating for students. She has shared her journey from being an introvert pharmacy student to a confident leader. In addition, we have also invited Debbie from Ravens Recruitment as our special guest to address common questions from pharmacy students around Australia. We talked about topics such as what pharmacy current and future job market looks like, what qualities and skills pharmacy owners are looking for, how to create a CV and prepare interviews to represent yourself, What's the best way for pharmacists to find out if a pharmacy team culture is a good fit? What the difference between the locum pharmacy position and the emergency pharmacy position? And lastly, how can students experience rural and remote pharmacy environment before becoming a registered pharmacist? Now, if you want to know all the answers and get free advice from both Rihanna and Debbie, make sure you subscribe and listen to the end. Without further ado, let's welcome Rihanna. Hey, Rihanna, welcome to our podcast. We're very excited to have you. Looking forward to have a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. We know you're a third-year pharmacy student at University of Queensland. You're also the current president for QPSA, Queensland Pharmacy Student Association, as well as the outgoing treasurer for NAPSA. What made you want to get involved? I had a real passion for pharmacy and I thought what better way to kind of show everyone that than to get involved in some extracurricular roles, learn new skills. I know when I started as treasurer, I had no idea about the financial world and I took on a big role. Yeah, learned so much about myself, so much about financials, and I've been able to apply that not only to my personal life, but 
I think, in the future to my profession as a pharmacist. And I've been with QPSA for nearly two years now, and uh, QPSA is my love. I uh, <laughs> look after, I try my best to look after the association as best as I can and uh, uh, advocate for students within uh, UQ Pharmacy. What is your hopes and dreams of being a pharmacist in the future? I really am fascinated with hospital pharmacy and all of the facets within that. I think because of my exposure in my workplace, working in hospital already, which I'm very lucky to be working in, it's definitely opened my eyes to the hospital environment. And I don't like to sit still. I like to always be busy and everything like that. And I can just see myself fitting in really well within that environment. And I'm not quite sure, you know, what part of hospital pharmacy I'll be in or what it'll look like, but it's definitely what I'm passionate about. But I think there's so many facets of pharmacy in general that it is what you make of it. So, you know, I say hospital pharmacy now, but there's so many avenues that you can go down that Mm. the world is your oyster, essentially. Well, I've met a lot of pharmacy students around Australia in different states, and they all seem to be stressed. They're similar in the third year um, pharmacy at the moment and feeling anxious about their intern years and what's going to be in the future of their pharmacy career. Have you come across students or other your peers feeling the same or how are you feeling being a third year pharmacy student? I've come across a mixed bunch of people. Some, some of my cohort are quite relaxed and they're not very aware of what fourth year is going to look like and what intern applications look like and I envy them. (laughs) However, I am not like that. I uh, have started to really think about what my fourth year is going to look like and how to make the the most of it and what interests me for an internship. And uh, yeah, it's definitely been stressful and it still is stressful and it's something that I've started to really think about and Um, seeing all my fourth year friends applying now has definitely given me a lot of insight into what is expected. So I suppose in a way it's been quite an eye-opener, but it's still going to be very stressful going into fourth year and applying uh, for internships, that's for sure. Well, I think it is important for students right now to understand what the pharmacy market looks like. Recently, I spoke to Debbie from Ravens Recruitment and asked her this question, and here is her response. Pharmacy students are very anxious and worried about not finding a suitable job in the near future. And we know retail pharmacists has appeared on the immigration skill shortage list again. Would you please share with us your view of the pharmacy current and future job market? Sure, Ali, happy to do that. We are currently experiencing a shortage of pharmacists, actually, across community pharmacy, and that's Australia-wide. We believe that is set to continue. There's a number of different reasons for that, but there are a huge number of fantastic opportunities available for new graduates. If you're willing to look outside your region in particular, if you, again, if you're just wanting to work, you know, within a pharmacy 10 minutes away from where you're currently living, it may be more difficult, of course, but if you're willing to look outside of that um, comfort area, I guess, if you like, and, and experience different things, there's lots of opportunities out there. 
again, getting alongside a good recruitment consultant can talk you through all the different options that are available to you. So definitely would recommend that. There's always going to be good pharmacist roles for motivated, well-skilled pharmacists. So my suggestion is to consider what type of pharmacist you want to be and pursue that from the outset. There's so many different areas that you can be going into. Community, of course, that's, you know, that's a given. So that's the easiest one, I guess. Then you've got your hospital, consultant, GP, pharmacist, down the track, research, academia, pharmaceutical industry, clinical trials, locums, aged care pharmacists, government, NGO roles, complex care coordinators, regulatory affairs, the list goes on and on. And then you've got management and mentoring. There's so many. And I know you've had a lot of speakers on your podcast, which has just been fantastic. Congratulations to you on that. Developed it. It's just gone so well. But so many different people that have had their career blossom into different ways, but they've pursued that intentionally. I think for a lot of them, taking a bit of a risk sometimes and expanding, going to places that are maybe not comfort zone, as I mentioned earlier, I think putting yourself out, out of your comfort zone a little bit is definitely the thing that I'd be recommending and just pursuing things passionately, keeping that fire in the belly for pharmacy. Thank you, Debbie, for this valuable information. Now back to you, Rihanna. Yeah, I, I definitely, as I've gone through my pharmacy degree, it's definitely changing. And I think for the better, there's so many avenues that are now being, you know, brought to light a lot more frequently and that it isn't just black and white of community or pharmacy, hospital pharmacy. There's so many other avenues that you can go down that it would be interesting to explore that in the future. I know there's somebody at my work who is a registered pharmacist, but they actually also work in computer software, pharmacy. So they manage and like create all of the software that's needed for your electronic charts that are used at like all of the public hospitals. He has that involvement and then he works as a pharmacist on the weekend, which is quite interesting. In my head, it was very much community or hospital hospital pharmacy so um, I definitely think it's it's changing for the better that's great do you have a connection that you can ask for the questions try and advocate for myself more that's probably another thing that I would tell people is advocate for yourself if you are in a workplace and um, feel like you know you'd love to learn something always just try and approach somebody that you think can help you out and ask the questions whereas there's so many interesting pharmacists at my work that I don't necessarily always get the time to talk to them. But when I do, I try and ask some really interesting questions so that I can get an idea of, in terms of a pa- like patient aspect, why they would go down this route for this medication or whatever. And then if I do get the time, I always try and talk to them about their life and how they got to now. And um, it's quite interesting, some of the responses. As a pharmacy student, uh, do you ever find it difficult to put in together a CV? Absolutely. I found it quite difficult, particularly when I started applying for pharmacy jobs early in my pharmacy studies. It's something that I was like, I'm not too sure. I don't know where to start. I don't know what, you know, the employer is looking for. I'm just going to attempt to do a CV and hope for the best and hopefully if I do get an interview my you know personality shows but there's definitely been times where I've read my CV and it's not quite where I would like it 
Yeah, it's definitely important to know how to create a CV to represent yourself. We're lucky to have Debbie from Ravens Recruitment here. Let me just ask her this question. You have been working with many pharmacy owners across Australia. What are some common qualities and skill sets you see pharmacy owners are looking for? And how can students develop those skills? The first thing I would always say, take that good work ethic with you every day, not just doing the bare minimum, always looking to go above and beyond. That ability to take on board feedback and suggestions, that willingness to learn is something that is very attractive and and what's always looked for. When I'm doing referee reports where someone has maybe done their internship or maybe a placement, that sort of feedback where they say, oh, they were just so um, keen and eager to be learning is always such an impressive thing to see. And also be able to work as part of the overall pharmacy team. Like when you come into a team, it's important that you want to be a part of that, work harmoniously, collaboratively, be be that person that people want to work alongside is very important. But then in the skills, those are sort of qualities that they would be looking for, but also in the skills area. Obviously, if you have an interest area, a particular interest area in pharmacy, if you're wanting to actually pursue, for example, say diabetes education, if that's an area that you, you know, you might have had a grandma or someone that had a problem with that and you are passionate about wanting to make a difference in that area, start looking into that early and even become a part of groups and whatnot that are looking at that and look at what you can be doing from a very early stage of your pharmacy study as to how you can be looking to build into that area already. So very early on in your CV, you can be showing that that is a passionate area for you. That, again, is very attractive to people. If you're wanting to be an owner, if that's what you see your future is, a community pharmacy owner, if that's what you're looking at doing, look at doing some business management, additional study things that you might be able to do. So those sort of things where you're looking at stepping up and and out kind of thing will be very appealing to potential employers for your future. So I know you helped many pharmacists and students preparing CVs and interviews. What are some common mistakes you have seen? And could you give us some good examples? What's considered a good CV or interview? It's a good question, Ali, and it's something maybe seems a little bit boring, the whole CV and cover letter and all of that, but it is one of the most important things that you'll do as you get ready for your career, aside from obviously the study as to how to be a pharmacist, but to be able to present yourself in a good CV is so very vital when you're making applications because generally you're up against other people. You need to present it well. You need to show good attention to detail, which is obviously a very important skill for a pharmacist to have good attention to detail. But it's absolutely incredible the amount of CVs that we get from professional pharmacists that do not show that attention to detail, spelling, grammar, crazy little things like that, that you would just think, well, that's a given that people would look after those things and do them well, but they don't. Unfortunately, the other thing, the other pitfall is making a CV too long or too short. Two pages is the ideal. I mean, I'm happy to look over a CV up to four pages when somebody's further along in their career, but I sometimes get sent CVs that are 15 pages long. It's it's actually a real thing that people do that. And if I'm having trouble reading it, you can only imagine that a pharmacy owner is going to struggle or a, a HR person, you know, that's recruiting for a hospital or whatever it might be. 
they won't get to the bottom of it. They really won't. So keeping it that, you know, a couple of pages, there's definitely some good CVs and there's definitely some bad CVs. The other thing with your employment history, very important to keep that your most current position at the very top, working your way back down to that paper run or whatever it might have been you did as a, a, a young guy or young girl. Important at this early stage at, from a student's perspective for a student's CV to still have those little jobs that you had, you know, back in your teens because what that shows is an enthusiasm for working and being, you know, in, in that space of being an employee and shows commitment. If you can have stayed in a role for, you know, 12 months plus as a, a paper boy, I think you could just about do anything uh, or a Macca's job or something. But, of course, once you get that intern role, at that point, you'd start dropping off those kind of roles off the bottom of your CV. Sometimes those 14-page CVs have still got, you know, 20 years of pharmacy experience, but then all the those other little jobs as well, which, of course, have got to come up, and that's one of my jobs is helping people see that. Include volunteer work, very important. If you're a part of any organisation where you might help, for example, sometimes I see on CV, CVs like somebody helps with the soup kitchen with Rosie's or something like that, very important to put those volunteer roles on because there's a lot of transferable skills in those um, volunteer options. It also shows that you're, you value being a part of community as in helping your community in that way. So definitely include volunteer work, include awards, achievements, of course, to show, again, that commitment to your future career, but also you as a person shows a little bit about you. And referees, of course, previous supervisor and manager. Don't put your best friend, of course. I, I see that sometimes. No, character references generally don't even get a phone call or well, they don't get a phone call from somebody like us. We really only will ring employer referees. Generally, it needs to be one employer and one colleague that you've worked alongside if you can't provide two employer referees. So that's important. So when it comes to interviews, being prepared for the interview, some things to do towards that, to prepare for that is to study common questions that you might be asked and prepare responses and practice. I actually did a role play not that long ago with my son. If you got the job and um, it's really great if you can have somebody in your corner that's willing to do a bit of role play with you, particularly if you're early in your career and, and it's a little bit daunting, in the idea of an interview. Seasoned pharmacists, some people still you know, further along in their career, get nervous at interviews. So obviously the more prepared you are, the less nervous you will be. So definitely suggest that. Research the employer the pharmacy that you're applying, that you're going for an interview for, try to do a bit of research beforehand. That can be through Google. It could be through your network or somebody you know that has worked there previously. It could be, say, for example, if it's someone like myself that's helping you with that interview, ask questions. When you go into the interview, you feel like you have a bit of an idea about who they are as a company. Prepare some questions to ask the employer at the end of the interview and very important that you focus on the role and their business, not straight up how much will I be paid or how long is my annual leave and how quickly can I put in for it after I've started, you know, not those sort of um, questions so much. It's important that by the time you leave the interview, you have as much information as you need, but don't make the money or the annual leave or things like that the main focus right from the get-go. Obviously, don't be late. Sounds fundamental, but 
you need to plan your journey beforehand and also not to be too early either, particularly if you're meeting up within a business where people have got other commitments that could be seen as a nuisance for them. So, you know, within five minutes prior to your appointment, time's good. And, of course, presentation, it goes without saying, and you dress, no jeans, casual wear, et cetera. You would never wear that, even if it's a weekend interview where you think, oh, it's on the weekend, maybe I can be a bit more casual. I would still always go smart business attire for pretty much any interview is important. Now, I'm curious, Debbie, what's the best way for pharmacists to find out if a pharmacy team culture is a good fit or not before applying for that job? Okay, Ali, that is a great question. It can be difficult if you don't know any friends or colleagues who actually know the pharmacy or who have worked there. We as recruitment consultants get a feel for different pharmacies due to feedback that we get from different candidates that we've talked to over the years. So definitely tap into myself or or somebody on the team, depending on which state you're applying for. They might have some inside information on that. But what I would be suggesting is when you're actually in the interview, you could prepare a question prior to the interview, of course, prepare questions for the employer that will give evidence into the pharmacy culture and environment and how engaged the team is. You could ask a question, for example, something like, I'm looking for a workplace where people work collaboratively together. Would you be able to tell me how this is encouraged here on a day-to-day basis, if, if, if that's okay? And just you know, listen to the response. So you've got the question and then you just need to listen to how they respond. And if they're, they're backpedaling the whole way through it and you know, it's a really they seem uncomfortable with the question, well, that's maybe a little bit of a heads up that maybe that's not something they even think about, which is a bit of a red, red flag in itself, really. But um, yeah, have some questions prepared that you will feel more comfortable moving forward with a particular role if you have the answers to that question. Uh, thank you so much, Debbie, for answering our questions. I have a question for you, Rihanna. You're a student at the moment, but when you become a pharmacist, would you be interested in working in regional, rural areas? Yeah, absolutely. I think rural pharmacy is definitely something that interests me. And I know there's so many opportunities out rural, especially with locoming. It's definitely on the rise and it's something that I'm quite interested in, but I don't know a lot about it. So I'd be quite interested to yeah hear more. I think it's definitely a good idea for pharmacy students to have some rural and regional pharmacy experience. Speaking of locum positions, I know there are two different types, emergency locum positions as well as the regular locum position. Let's ask Debbie to tell us more about that. Sure. Locum pharmacy position, what that is, is it's a temporary slash casual role in a pharmacy, often covering planned leave for other staff, etc. Emergency pharmacy is when a locum is needed at very short notice due to an emergency or illness of staff, of the current staff. Often you're given less than 24 hours notice. So that it's, it's quite different. Whereas with a holiday planned, you might have a notice that in three weeks' time you're going to be working up in Bundaberg for two weeks to cover holiday cover up there. So that's the difference between locum pharmacy position and emergency locum pharmacy position, the less amount of notice time. Actually working as a locum gives you great opportunity for work in a variety of pharmacies, of course, and and experience different aspects of the role that you may not be exposed to if you're just working in one store. It offers a lot of diversity, of course. 
And of course, then in rural and regional pharmacies, you'll often have the opportunity to experience things that would never happen in a metropolitan pharmacy, as you're often the first point of call to that community. You may not have access to other medical personnel, such as GPs and nurses, you know, particularly in this, you know, much smaller locations. You can really be dealing with a real variety of things in any given day. Of course, the, the, the given is, and this is the part that's probably really exciting for people, Locum's a great way to see Australia. Of course, you can travel, you travel and accommodation are paid for as you travel around, experiencing all the different regions. So there's, you know, a big draw card from that aspect. Generally, with pharmacies, they are looking for somebody to come into their, to do a locum in their pharmacy. They're generally looking for someone who's maybe got a year as a registered pharmacist under their belt just because you're often hitting the ground running. There's no lead-in time. Like when you start into a permanent role, you might have a, a handover period with another pharmacy pharmacist, I should say, where you get a chance to work with them for a few days or a week. Often as a locum, you're just in there and the dispensary technician is showing you where things are because that's just how it happens. It's limited staff. So how can students experience working at rural or regional pharmacies? That's a great question and something I would highly recommend because, of course, that's where these opportunities are to experience pharmacy, a really big scope of practice in pharmacy in the, at the country and regional areas because you're getting to experience so much. And to be able to do that as a student is really important because you would get a taste for it, I guess, to see if it's maybe something you'd like to do for that first couple of years maybe. As you, when you come out, you might do your internship and then stay on for a year or two somewhere. And to determine whether that is something that would be a good fit for you is to maybe be looking to do placements in locations. If you get an opportunity to maybe do a, a placement at your local pharmacy, and you, on the other hand, you've got an opportunity to do one of your placements in somewhere like Gundawindi or Chinchilla or Mount Isa or somewhere, you know, like really out there. I would always be suggesting for that couple of weeks or whatever it might be, length of time that you take that opportunity to go and experience something different. And then you're going to be able to go, okay, well, that, I really love that. I love the opportunity to do the sort of things I'd never do at home, lots of different extra activities and whatnot. I know friends of mine, they went um, west and they ended up doing cattle herding and things like that, like really wonderful community opportunity to build into the communities and become a part of the communities. Very different to suburban pharmacy here in the cities. Thank you, Debbie, for answering all our questions. And thank you, Rihanna, for sharing your experiences and plans as the president of QPSA and outgoing NAPSA treasurer. If you are listening to this and want to ask more questions, feel free to email info at ravensrecruitment.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Would love to hear your feedback and make sure to subscribe for more tips and advice to create a successful pharmacy career. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email, info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.